You know what happens every single year? A player that comes from nowhere that actually ends up contributing. These are going to be the three players that we are predicting to break out in this year's freshman class. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, um, I'm Stephen Willis right there. You can see it below. Um, also, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Thank you. Anyway, we want to talk about the three players that we are projecting to break out potentially this fall. It happens every year, right? There's always a freshman player, maybe that you were expecting, maybe that you weren't expecting, that absolutely shows up and kind of dominates. Well, we're going to give you three names that you can kind of run with, and whenever they do break out, if they do break out, you can say you heard it here first. Anyway, we're going to start at number one, Davidson Igmanosin. This is the obvious one. This is kind of the free space of this class. Um, interception, I believe, in the spring game, played pretty well. He has ball skills. He had an interception in the Army All-American game. He has kind of forced himself into the rotation already, of the cornerback position. He has a chance to be pretty special. Um, He might have a chance to be Jabril Peppers-ish in the future. He's he's a a really, really good athlete. And he was recruited out of New Orleans. Not New Orleans. Out of New Jersey. Um, He was a Chris Partridge special, much like Tysheem Johnson, who they're building this huge defensive backfield up in that image. He's a really, really good player. And I think everybody should take heed kind of what he does. I do expect him to at least start off at cornerback. Like against the Troy game, he might be corner exclusive. By the Mississippi State game, he's going to be playing some in the slot. He's going to be playing some in the safety. And they're going to start to send him around and let him to be very versatile because he has the ability to do that. Really good player. I'm looking forward to see seeing what this secondary can do. Because he has a chance, honestly, to be an elite corner. He's a tall guy. He's a rangy guy. He's an athletic guy. He's excellent ball skills. The ball, just like Tysheem Johnson, the ball seems to find him. Not necessarily vice versa or whatever. It just seems like he's always in the right position to make a play on the ball. It's going to be really good. And, uh, you know, DeAndre Prince is going to be be pushed. Miles Battle is going to be pushed. MJ Daniels, Markevious Brown, all of those guys. We talked about the cornerback room yesterday. Davidson Igmanosin is going to push those guys and potentially send them from good to great to elite. He has the ability to do that to his teammates. And how he raises up players around him, we will find out very shortly. But my guess is he raises them up a little bit. Because he's so good, they play at a higher confidence level. Him and Tysheem Johnson could be very special on the field at the same time. So, Davidson Igmanosin, a breakout candidate at cornerback. Now, another person that we are predicting maybe would break out that you probably haven't heard much about. He was a four-star. We signed him, but nobody is really talking about him. His name is Xavier Harris. 
Um, and he is a mountain of a man. He's like 6'7", 6'8", 350 pounds. He was tailor-made for this nose guard position. Him and Katie Hill are going to um, alternate. J.J. Begues is in there as well, but I think the size of what Xavier Harris is going to do is going to force him into the lineup. And that's the key to these freshmen, right? Because last year, Tysheem Johnson played a ton. Not too many others did as a true freshman. So whenever you're giving a top three to break out, it's really, really scary once you get past that top one, which was obviously Davis and Igbenosin. So, But I'm going to give you two more anyway, just in case. Because honestly, this high school class is only um, is underrated because it's so small. But there's talented players all over the place. I'm not even going to talk about Jaron Willis. I'm not even going to talk about other players that were high, like Nick Cole. I'm not going to be able to talk about those guys because even though they're talented, they kind of don't fit the mold of what we're looking at because you need more than just talent to force your way into this lineup. But Xavier Harris, a nose guard, a true nose that's very, very athletic. If you saw his high school film, you would see um, somebody that's running around like Terrence Cody. And that's almost what I compare him to. If you can control both A-gaps with one person in 6'8", 360, you're dang near close to being able to do that. You have a chance to be pretty special on the outside when you have a J.J. Pegues, you have a Jared Ivey and all that. It will allow you to do some different things. And we already do some different things. But now you can even ramp those up even a little bit more. It's going to free up linebackers behind him. It, this is a very big position for Ole Miss because we can talk 3-2-6, we can talk 3-3-5, we can talk 3-4, we can talk all of those. The only thing that is the same thing in all the comparisons of those defenses is the fact that the nose guard is imperative that they play well. This is the reason he was recruited to plug up the middle of that defense, to let the linebackers run. Remember, Kari Coleman, Shanti Seastrunk, Troy Brown, Austin Keyes, all back there, ready to make plays and ready to go. If you can keep linebackers from being affected by offensive linemen, it's a win. And one of those, one of those linebackers is going to be responsible in most run plays for one of the A-gaps. If you can pay less attention to one of those A-gaps because both of them are kind of covered by this man, your defense is going to be in a plus territory. You almost have the ability to two-gap in that one gap, which will allow you to fit things differently. And in the run game, the way this works, for those that do not understand, this is a D-line that pinches. And pinches quite a bit on run plays, like on first and down, or first down, or second and five, or something like. That, they're going to pinch. The ends are going to go in. The um, nose guard is going to take one a gap. Linebacker is going to take the other, and it's going to kind of compress down. And that's how they stop the run with light boxes. Because the main thing you see whenever you research this defense, it's called the light box defense. That's one of the descriptive terms for the 3-2-6 or whatever we were running. 
a light box defense. It's a way that you can get your fits in place and stop the run effectively like playing against a team that count defenders. That that thing from 2005, 2006, 2007, whenever the spread offense really started to take shape. This is the answer to it. Whenever people would just count defenders. Okay, you got you got six people in the box, we're going to run the ball. Because that's the simple read that they have. Now, in this light box defense, it might look like there's four people showing up. But it's designed to fit where eight fit. You just don't know where they're coming from. It's the reason there's so many defensive backs. You're taking a three technique off the field. It's going to be compressed. It's going to be... It's going to be a run defense where the defense has to come hard because that's what they do. But that's the reason you have so many guys that are versatile, so many guys that are interchangeable so that they don't know exactly what we're doing by where people line up. This is a fairly easy defense and a fairly complex defense. I always like to say they they use the offense's rules against them. And... That's a pretty big deal. Anyway, we told you earlier about the um, YouTube channel. Do us a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, and if you have, um, please tell a friend. Because if we get to 2,000 subscriptions before the Troy game, we will do a pregame live stream on this channel that you can check out. Um, you can cut it on YouTube and you can head up and listen to us all the way up to Oxford or wherever you're going. We will do a pregame show. We already have a postgame live stream that's going to do. We already have a situation to where we'll be able to take basically voicemails to where if you keep ask a question that's like 15 seconds or less, there's a chance it'll be read or, or heard on our show. We're working with a producer. There's a lot of stuff going on. We got interns that are coming this month um, to the Oxford area. I'm very, very impressed with that. And we are growing exponentially. You see the one-minute sportscast all over social media. Um, you see all of the videos that we are putting up on social media. We are growing like a, honestly, like a weed. And this is absolutely fantastic. Now, other people look all of this and they complain about all the work. And this isn't work. This is fun. This is something that I enjoy doing. So that's the reason I do it. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. Because I'm not in it for the money. I'm not asking you for money. Um, so I just want to make falling on with sports fun again. That That is my goal. That is my motivation. Anyway, before we get started, I do want to tell you about LinkedIn Talent Solution. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people to that you want to talk to faster and for free. So this is what you do. Create a free job in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's about 10% of the world's population, by the way. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network can help you find the right people. They kind of do their job a little bit. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the right candidates with just the right skills and experience that you can quickly 
prioritize you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including iTunes. So don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. You leave a five-star review. Just you can, If you do that, you can say whatever you want to say. You can talk about my narcissism, um, how good of guests I have. You can, you can even talk about um, how I wear Donald Duck shirts on the show. But just make sure it's a five-star review. That's iTunes and Spotify and we can go from there. That'll help others find the show, so we do appreciate it. So the first two one is Davian Harris and Davidson Igmanosin as the biggest impact breakthrough chances um, this season. The the fourth one is Quinshawn Judkins, and I intentionally left him third so he could have this whole segment because I am a fan. I'm a real fan because we haven't had – many players like this in Ole Miss's history. Zach Evans is special. He's a unicorn. You know, put him off the side. Ulysses Bentley IV is like a plus Jerry Neely. Put him off on the side. Quinshawn Judkins, the only comparison that I can think of is T.J. Yeldon. That's the type of back he is. His lateral quickness is insane. He's got excellent hands. He helped his high school Pike Road in Alabama, I think, to a state championship. He's a guy that 10 years ago would have been going to Alabama, and it wouldn't even be close. But in this age of national recruiting, everybody has this drug because the country has gotten smaller when it comes to recruiting in the SEC network. Now you can recruit a running back from Cali. Now you can recruit a running back from North Dakota. It doesn't matter where they are. You might be able to get them for your team. So that has caused teams in an unbelievably spectacular fashion to vacate their home recruiting territory. And Ole Miss has even um, fallen a little bit victim to that as well. I think if you look at how many players they signed from the state of Mississippi last year, it was a small number, and especially whenever you consider how small the class is to begin with, it looks really small. Well, Alabama's doing the same thing. Auburn's doing the same thing. Georgia's doing the same thing. Even LSU, who has had the Louisiana talent advantage for 20 years to the point where they've won three national championships, basically off of that talent, now they're recruiting national. Why is that? Well, it's because the country has gotten smaller. Not necessarily in territory, but it just feels smaller. If you're in California, you can watch a kid at LSU play every football game. If you are in Washington State, you can watch every LSU gymnastics meet on television. Anything in the SEC, you can watch. Anything in the Big Ten, you can watch. And that's the advantages that they have over others. When you look at the ACC network, they're going to build that up as much. But they honestly have the disadvantage, and this is so weird to say, 
that the SEC plays so many sports. So, there's not as much, there's still a bottleneck of getting stuff on television. So, ACC Network Plus or whatever they're calling that, maybe you can get a North Carolina versus Maryland lacrosse game. But it's probably not going to show up on the linear program. So, you have to look for it. Which means only people that are looking for that can find it. It's available, but you have to look for it. But if you look at the linear thing, Every Ole Miss football game is on television. Every Ole Miss basketball game is on television. Every Ole Miss baseball game is on television. And so much so that the SEC Network Plus, like um, Ole Miss and North Alabama will be on television. There's no doubt. Any of those big three is going to be there. Ole Miss Lady Revs basketball is going to be on television. These networks are a game changer. That's the reason they project to distribute media contracts in the excess of like $120 million to SEC schools. Each school by 2029. You're looking at athletic budgets that are even for poor schools in the SEC that is going to be in the $150 to $200 million range. Other schools can't compete with that. This, they're talking about Southern Miss. They just signed um, an updated contract with ESPN that Southern's games, like 50% more games will be on TV than it was last year. And that is because, basically, because of the plus and all that, they're not going to make a ton of money. You can't really monetize that. This is honestly for inventory only. For the fun belt, it's going to be cool to see a Coastal Carolina versus James Madison game on a Tuesday in late September. That's going to be cool. We're going to eat it all up. We love college football, and we love what it stands for. Even with all the changes that are going on, when these games are on television, you're locked in. It's so much fun. But I, I got off... Cut off track a little bit. But Quinshawn Jenkins, very lateral movement. He has a chance, even though he's projected to be the third back in this backfield, he, he has a chance to make a name for himself pretty impressively, and I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what he can and will do. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I, I am unbelievably fired up about this season and this team. Not necessarily because I think the team is going to win every game. I'm not going to do a Rose Bowl type thing on here. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be very talented players playing football. It shouldn't look different out on that field a little bit. Now, the difference between five wins and ten wins is probably quarterback play. If Jackson Dart wins the job, looks smooth, and does what he's supposed to do, they're going to be all right. If not, we'll see. Anyway. Let's hear from Built Bard. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture. 
They, they're real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Can you really make cookie dough, though, if you think about it? It's more like opening the package. Um, cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com and snag a buck box for you and your family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself, honestly. You are going to love the new chocolate chip cookie dough chunk puffs. Um, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's all one word. Locked 15 and get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. That'll help others find the show. You can say Steve is a narcissist, but he has excellent guests, and I have examples of that right now with Bill Flowers in the house. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing good. Thanks, Stephen, for having me. Oh, no problem. You know, if if we're talking and we're getting back into it, we're we're almost there, man. We're almost there. Back this has to give you flashbacks to twenty years ago of just the first day at camp where there's a little bit of excitement, but you know the next month is going to be terrible. Yeah, well, those kids don't get to, don't have the, the night sweats of two days anymore. Uh, so with the quarterbacks with the quarterback situation you've got a great backfield you got a tight end that's going to help the quarterbacks out immensely it's not like eli when eli was there you know he no one really had reps behind him but when those quarterbacks came on they didn't have a really strong stable backfield they did we didn't have a really strong you know tight end to be able to just to be able to help i don't think people realize how great of an asset having a strong run game and a tight end is going to help um, you know, Trigg has not, you know, I say a tight end, but I mean, the guy's got, he's an athlete, he's, he's got a range, he's going to be able to open up the field. So I think that's going to help both of them. But I think that, uh, you know, what I hear coming out of it is that there's not a lot of difference as of yet. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys, um, compete um, see how the players react around them, uh, who leads. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, I, we've alluded to this before, Lane Kiffin is, he's the portal man. He's the portal mm-hmm. king. He realizes that he cannot recruit, you know, these high school guys with, with, with the NIL like other schools can. So he has to rely on the portal. So with that being said, you get some, you get, you get a guy that, that transfers from USC to come to Ole Miss and let's say me and you are even. If you transferred from USC and me and you are even, I don't got a chance. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the thing is, is Luke Altmaier has to be head and shoulders better than than Dart. He has to, and that that that's the real world reality in this. Um, so I think that's going to be a, a huge, you know, that, that's going to be a sign. If they're even, Dart's got the job. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Jonathan Mingo. Oh, 
super talented wide receiver, yeah. um, had some injury issues last year. What advice do you have for a senior year this year? Man, I, I, I hope he's healthy. I hope he continues to be – I hope he, he's, he's getting well. Those, those feet injuries can, can be lingering. And so I just – I hope for him that he can overcome that. Uh, other than that, man, just go out and play – play with you know, with no uh hesitation um the guy's a great player he I mean, he's a great athlete he's got all the talent in the world so um i just hope the best for him i know he's had a, a hard go at it um and just be a leader and and give it everything he's got yeah it sh- should be really interested also anything else that i'm not thinking of that you just kind of want to add that you've been thinking about oh i mean i I think that uh, I think we've added some some uh, some great portal players, and I think that's going to be a real you know fun, interesting aspect to this year because with this NIL and the transfer portal, I think it's going to give I think it's going to give um, uh, a new aspect to us as as uh, spectators. You know, do I think the NIL and the transfer portals are are bad? No. Do I think they're the answer to everything? No. Do I think that they're going to be able to radically transform teams? Yes. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how these uh, these these transfer guys really you know help our help our team. Um, I'm excited to see that. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I think that's going to be a, a, a big aspect to how Ole Miss is going to thrive moving forward because you can't, you're just not going to be able to get the kid out of high school who says, here, here's a million dollars versus here's $4 million, which is people ask me the other day, are you jealous that you didn't get to be in this, in this world? I was like, yes, I'm jealous. <laughs> yes. I'm, yes. I'm mad. Uh, um, but it is what it is. Yeah. It, it, all of that, I, you know, I forget about it. Whenever I walked around, it was a completely different world. And that was after you. I mean, you, you've you got some 90s on you um, with the Ole Miss program, don't you? Well, 2000 to 2004. Yeah. You know, so just missed the 90s. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, but it's, a, it's a wild, wild west right now. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this plays out. But I am interested to see how these receivers, um, you know, they're they're unproven. You know, you got some transfer guys. Um, I think uh, having the having this backfield that's supposed to be just dynamic is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. So, and again, uh, you know, I'm a receiver, but. If I had to choose between, you know, two dynamic receivers or two dynamic tight ends, um, whew, you know, tight ends are just are are amazing because they can keep the middle of the field locked, and 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 help a receiver, help a quarterback so much. So, I'm excited to see how Triggs does this year and how we can utilize them. I think. Kiffin's done a good job in the past of showing that he utilizes a, uh, a tight end well. So, um, 
you know, people ask me, what do you think this season's going to be? What, what, what are your thoughts? And, and I just tell them, I think an eight and four would be a great season. You know, if we do, if we do better than that, great. If we, if we do, you know, but I don't think we should do worse than that. I think eight and four is a, a realistic season. Um, and I think so much of it, it predicates around our quarterback um, and how that plays. You've got a veteran offensive line. Uh, you've got a defense that was starting to merge. That's going to be interesting to see how that looks. You know, we have a new, you know, ha- you know, you have a whole new coaching staff. You know, how's that going to look? H- how's that going to play? Um, you have a new office coordinator. You know, I- I'll be the first one to tell you, I was not, I, I-, I wasn't crazy about, about our last coordinator. Uh, I think Jeff ran pretty vanilla plays. Um, and, uh, I think Levy's, you know, I think he's that that first the first year uh, was w- w- was strong, but I, I'm excited. I want to see I want to see more. Um, I want to see more of a, a diverse offense of uh, of utilizing what we have, um, and I think he's going to have to do that with unproven players. So, what's the offense going to truly going to look like? That's going to be interesting. What's how's our defense? Again, you have coordinators, you have you just have a lot of new things that have happened. And I think Kiffin has, has tried to tamper expectations because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, anyway, i get more on the sec by making locked on sec your second listen every day. Host Chris Gordy and his local experts of locked on, take you across the sec and 30 minutes, make locked on sec your second listen. Anyway, Bill, super thanks. I'm um, so obviously so happy whenever you come by and we can, we can actually start talking football again, man. That's right. Well, thank right. you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, bub. Thanks, Steven. All right.